0: Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. I'm so excited to be here with you. First week in February, oh my goodness, 2024. We already, we're a month in. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Uh, A lot of fun things are happening this month, like the podcast's birthday. Oh my goodness, I am thrilled to pieces that in two weeks, the podcast turns four years old. So that's four years of helping clients, helping you guys learning along the way how to be better and really helping women find some amazing transformation. So I'm really excited about all that. But let's get into today's topic. One of the most common questions or things that I hear from you or number one struggles that I hear is communication whether it is just from the wife or for therapy, this always comes up. Someone said we struggle with communication. Hence my question, are you having trouble with communication lately? Well, guess what? I came up with three things. There's a lot that I can talk about when it comes to communication and help you get some communication skills, obviously. That's some of what we do in the Grace-Fueled Marriage Method. But this week, There's three things in particular that I wanted to touch on. So let's jump right in. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty, struggling to connect with your husband? Maybe you're telling yourself you're just sticking it out for the kids. And what really keeps you in the marriage is God. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I wanna help you reconnect in marriage and feel cherished again. Hey, I'm Beatrice, a Jesus-loving wife and mom. I've been married for 15 years, but for the past 10, I've actually had the affectionate and connected marriage I've always dreamed of. What happened the first five years? Well, I was busy telling my husband all the things he was doing wrong, like how he needed Jesus and he needed to make me happy. We tried marriage counseling, small groups, all the things we were told that would make our marriage better. Nothing worked and we separated. How did I turn it around? Well, that's what you'll learn in this podcast. Proven skills to communicate better, create more intimacy, and be a grace-fueled wife. So if you're ready to finally communicate effectively with your husband so you can stop fighting and be on the same team again, this podcast is for you. Now grab that journal and let's jump right in. All right, all right. Now, you know that I said that in two weeks, we are celebrating the podcast's fourth birthday and for our little birthday celebration, I am giving you the gifts. It's my little tradition. This is what I like to do every year. So I'm giving away four prizes for each year that we have been here on the podcast, and you have a chance to win. And just so you know what you stand to win, I'm actually giving away Amazon gift cards. So four people will get a $100 Amazon gift card I've given all sorts of things out before I've given scholarships to the course and things like that. But typically, I find that the only people who do the work are the people who pay for it. So I've decided to stop giving away the coursework for free. But a $100 Amazon gift card is something everybody can use. And in the end, this is really about giving back to you. Now, all you have to do is this a you have to be on my mailing list, And B, you have to write a review for the podcast. So if you have not already done so, go hit pause. You can just write there in Apple Podcasts. If you have an Android phone and you don't have Apple Podcasts on your phone, you can actually just still do it from a desktop, from iTunes or something. But go ahead into Apple Podcasts. That's where the reviews, I think, count the most. People have given me reviews in other places, but I just don't think they're as visible. So go ahead into Apple Podcasts, write a review, screenshot the review, and email it to me. And the reason why I want you to email it to me is so that I can check if you are already on my list. If you're not on my list, you know how to get there. There's always a link in the show notes, or you can check me out at thegracefieldswife.com. Right there is the sign-up sheet where you can become an insider get all the podcast info, anything new going on. Those two things will get you on my list and get you entered. You have a big chance of winning. So go ahead, give us that review. It really helps the show to grow. It helps for other women just like you to find it. It helps in all sorts of ways. And it's free for you. Like I said, it might be the podcast's birthday, but i am giving you the gift because really this podcast would be nothing without my amazing listeners and all the amazing clients that we have so let's talk about communication the things that i hear is that either we don't communicate at all or when we do communicate we don't understand each other and we end up fighting so let's first talk about the we don't communicate at all i want to dispel this myth by letting you know That you cannot not communicate. It just doesn't exist. You cannot not communicate. What do I mean by that? You might be like, what are you talking about? We don't speak. We don't talk about things. I I feel like he never tells me how he feels. That is communicating something to you. If let's say your husband does something that upsets you and you don't want to speak to him. So you shut down and you're quiet. Well, you know what? You're communicating to him that you are not ready and willing to speak. So let's start the whole conversation by understanding that every action or inaction is communicating something. What I want for you to do, what's gonna be really important for you to do as we go on this journey, is to sit back and think about what are they communicating here? what is this person communicating with their actions or their inactions? Are they communicating that they love and that they care? Are they communicating that they want to do the thing that I'm asking them to do? Or are they communicating that maybe they don't want to do it, but they love me, so they're going to do it anyway. So maybe it's a little like pulling teeth, but they're going to do it anyway. Or are they communicating that they are doing something because they're trying to avoid a fight or they just don't want to hear me nag. All of these things are communicating different things in different ways. Let's say you're like, honey, can you do the dishes? Uh You know, and he gets up and he does the dishes, but he finishes the dishes and comes back into the room and he gives you a kiss. And you're like, thank you, babe. I appreciate that that communicated, oh, no, I don't want to do the dishes, but I love you. So I'm going to do them anyway. And I'm going to give you a kiss. If you say, honey, can you do the dishes? And he fights you on it. Well, that's communicating that he doesn't feel like he needs to. Or if you say, honey, I can do the dishes. And he says, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. That's communicating to you that he is very willing and Open to do things that you ask. See how all of these things, it's the same question, but his response is telling you something. If you say, honey, can you do the dishes? And he sits there in his chair, blank, and has a blank stare and ignores you, he's communicating to you that he does not want to speak to you or listen to any of your requests or have any sort of conversation with you. That is communicating something big that's communicating a disconnection. So let's please understand that no matter what, whether we choose to speak, whether we choose to not speak, so whether we're communicating with words or not, our words, our actions, our tone of voice, our body language, all of it is communicating something. Even if you think you're communicating nothing, You're communicating something by not saying anything. We are always communicating something. The other important part with that is I want you to understand, think about for yourself, is there something that you're communicating that you don't intend? So are you inadvertently communicating something? Maybe you think you're not. I'm saying not with air quotes as if you can see me, but maybe you think you're not communicating this thing. But you are by your tone of voice or you are by your actions. Going back to the example of the dishes. I'm just saying the dishes because this is an easy, like, you know, low example, right? This is not too much is at stake here. If we're having a conversation about dishes, nobody is getting divorced over dishes, right? So going back to this example, honey, can you do the dishes? And he says, yeah, sure, babe. And he gets up and he does said dishes. And then after he's done with those dishes, you go into the kitchen and you're like, Ugh. and you're like, you know, maybe you're scoffing and you're like oh, stomping around the house a little bit because the, he didn't wash the dishes with hot water. So they're still greasy and there's like little specks of grime on the plates. And then like he didn't bother to clean the stove. And obviously, you know, that if you wash the dishes, you have to clean the stove. It's part of the job. Where he did that and there's still crumbs on the counter. So didn't he know that is part of the job, doing the dishes and cleaning the stove and cleaning the crumbs off the counter? Now you have to go back in there and do it yourself. And you have to rewash these dishes that he just did a terrible job with. Well, guess what? What you communicated to your husband with that, who was very willing to get up and do those dishes for you, which you communicated to him was, you didn't do a good enough job. I don't trust you to get the job done. Actually, no. It was, you didn't do a good enough job, so I'm going to go back and do it myself anyway. So what that communicated to him was, why should I bother? She's going to do it anyway. Or if you go into the kitchen after him, and instead of just standing next to him and drying the dishes because you want to be around him, you kind of like following him around and just saying, oh, don't forget you missed a spot over there. and Don't forget to clean that stove. And don't forget this. Now, what you're doing is you're communicating to him that you don't trust him to do it on his own. You don't trust him to do it right, so that you have to go over there and you need to supervise. Now, I get it. You're probably saying, but you don't understand. Do you have any idea how my husband does the dishes? He does them terrible. That's why I always do them anyway. This is my whole point. You may not be trying to communicate that, but you are. A couple of months ago, I did a whole episode on. Are you actually communicating disrespect and not realizing it? It's that kind of idea. If you've heard that episode, you know, or go ahead and and check it out. It's the same kind of idea. You're communicating something very clearly, even if you don't think that you are. And the flip side of that, I want you to sit back and think, what is your husband communicating to you clearly that you don't think that he is, that he might not be doing with his words, but he's doing with his actions? He might be communicating that he loves you and you might not be picking up on the signals maybe because he's not loving you and you're, you know, using your own love language, but he's loving you in his own way. So, you know, we get that. So that's number one. It is impossible. You can't not communicate. And I know, I guess that's a double negative. So for all you English majors out there, number one is you are always communicating even when you think you're not. Number two, I'm going to ask you to discern what lens are you listening through? What filter are you listening through? What do I mean by this? When we speak, we are speaking from our own experiences, our own family of origin, our own hurts, our own desires, our own worldviews and beliefs. We speak. From our own personal set of values. So sometimes the other person listening, because they don't have the same experiences, values, worldview, family of origin, even if they do have the same family of origin, you can be saying this to your brother, or your sister, and you grew up in the same house, but you have different values, maybe they were treated differently, whatever. they are not always going to be listening with your same lens. Which means that you might be saying something to them that they might misunderstand because they're listening from their own lens. And this happens even if you are speaking to somebody who you always seem to understand. You always communicate well with. If I think about when I talk to my best friend, I can tell her anything. She always understands me. I feel like we're best friends because we share values and share similar family of origin experiences. Or we know everything about each other's past and family of origin experiences. So I can listen to what she's telling me and put on the lens that she wears as she's speaking. So I can understand it the way she intends it. Sometimes I have to, I have to let her know, hey, I know that you might be saying this but that's because of the lens that you're wearing. If you take that lens away, it might be communicating. this. Again, I could do that because she's my best friend. Like, we don't have trouble communicating. We're, we don't fight. I don't have trouble with connection with her. She's also emotionally healthy enough to handle the conversation. It's not like with my husband when we're feeling disconnected, if we're feeling Upset, if I'm feeling unloved, if I'm feeling unappreciated, if I'm not feeling cherished, I'm going to have a harder time seeing things through his lens. So, my question to you is what lens are you listening through? Are you listening through your lens? Most of us are. We always listen to other people through our lens. We don't think about taking our own lens off and putting theirs on. But if you're listening through your own lens and you find yourself getting offended, if you find yourself making assumptions, feeling hurt, then I'm going to ask you maybe you can take the time to take off your lens and ask them to clarify. Here's another example. We were in class the other day and we're having a discussion and everybody seemed to be in agreement on a certain point that was being made. And one guy raised his hand and he said something like the complete opposite of what we were discussing. He said, you know what, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I disagree. And he didn't really give why. And we were just like, okay. So I asked the question. I said, well, I'd like to know more about that. Tell me. I really like to hear different perspectives And I feel like you have more to say. So can you explain a little bit more about why you feel that way? And when he did, he was able to explain it in a way that I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And so even though he didn't really articulate it very well, what I did was I said, okay, so what I'm hearing is, and I repeated to him what I heard. It wasn't the words that he said, but I repeated to him what I heard. So I said, oh, so what I'm hearing is that this, 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 and this, and that, 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 that. Is that, am I hearing you correctly? Is that what you mean? Is that what you're trying to say? And he was like, yeah. He was like, actually, I would add blah, 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 blah. So I was able to give him the opportunity to clarify what he wanted to say, give the class the opportunity to really hear his difference of opinion from a different light and explained differently. And we were able to be like, yeah, okay that makes sense. In contrast, last semester, a similar situation happened, but the person, instead of saying, I actually disagree, the person just raised their hand and was like, you know what, I really don't like this discussion because I feel like everybody just makes the assumption that we all think the same way. And that caused a bunch of us to be offended because we were like, if you have a point Just say it. Just explain. Just say what you need to say. Just explain it. Let's actually have a healthy debate here. Let's actually communicate versus us saying what we feel and you saying, oh, well, I don't like that. And now I'm offended by what you said. So the point is if we can take time to be curious, we can get a lot further in our communication. We can have communication that goes a lot deeper. We can build intimacy with each other as married couples and as friends. We can build deeper, stronger bonds with each other because we're saying, I see you or I want to see you instead of I dismiss you instead of saying that's stupid. I disagree. No, there's no way that can be true. How many conversations have we had that have gone like that? But the act of being curious and giving the other person the gift of your curiosity is something that is such a rare and beautiful gift that I promise you they will thank you. That uh, gentleman in my class sent me a message after and said, you know, really thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that, you know, healthy, communication and friendly debate. And my response was absolutely. I appreciate hearing other people's point of view. I wanted to make sure that you had the opportunity to voice that point of view without feeling like the odd man out. He gave me a gift by giving me his different worldview that I can listen to. And I gave him a gift by allowing him to share his worldview without feeling like people were going to hate him for it. Now, I know you might be like, this is all really deep. And how does this relate to my marriage. And if you are feeling that way, the idea is you and your husband might be disagreeing about something that you actually already agree on. You might be seeing things differently because he's speaking from a different lens than what you are hearing. And so my point is if we take the time to be curious and take the time to put on his lens, then we can really come to a much deeper consensus and understanding of each other. And that is what leads to intimacy. Last thing about communication is, are you listening to God's leading? Now, you might be a little bit confused about that. What does that have to do with communicating with somebody else? There are plenty of times that we may want to say something to somebody else and get a check in our spirit. Because the Lord's like, "Mm, nope, don't say that. Don't say that. Just today in our group coaching call, I was having a conversation with one of my students. And we were talking about this where it came up that I was like, what is God telling you that you are not listening to? And she was like, oh man, you know, and as we started to dig a little deeper, we started to realize that there were some things that she needed to let go of that God was like, I need you to give that to me. But she was having trouble doing that. She didn't realize that by holding on to these things, she was communicating to God, I don't trust you. She was communicating to God, I don't believe that you could do this for me. And I get it. I'm not the person to over spiritualize things or any of that. But if you're listening to this show, I would imagine that you put some value in scripture. And if what we are commanded to do right after our first commandment is to love God with all our heart, mind, or soul, if our second commandment is to love others as we would ourselves, then we should think about that and say, okay, God, where are you leading me in this conversation? Am I allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through me? Or am I, having this conversation in my own strength, because maybe this is a deeper or difficult conversation. And right now I'm filled with anger, hurt, I'm filled with resentment, I'm filled with fear. And maybe I don't even realize that I'm filled with all these things. So I'm just like word vomiting here all over this other person. But what I should be really doing is stopping, taking a moment to hold my tongue and say, Holy Spirit, let your words be my words. Holy Spirit, please take over this conversation right now. Holy Spirit, you feel what is in my heart right now and it is not good. So I ask for you to take that and replace it with your grace, replace it with the fruits of the Spirit. And I promise you, as you start to do that, you will start to have more effective communication because you will be communicating in love. You'll be communicating through that right lens because you know what? You may not understand the other person's lens, but the Holy Spirit does. You may not understand that you're accidentally or inadvertently communicating something, but the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit knows what's in that other person's heart. The Holy Spirit knows what that other person is thinking. And so the Holy Spirit can lead you in the right direction to make sure that you're communicating what you intend. So those were my three things. Number one, you are always communicating, even if you think you're not. Number two, what lens are you listening through? And number three, are you listening to God's leading? I hope this was really helpful for you guys. Again, we do all this stuff in our group coaching. So just saying, just throwing it out there. If you don't know it's right for you, check out gracefueledwifecall.gr8.com. That's dot com. We'll have about 30 minutes to chat and see if working with me is right for you. I love you guys. And until next week. Hey, love. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you found any value in it, any teaching, any transformation, I encourage you to share it with a friend. Click the link, go ahead and share it with a friend, text it to somebody, share it on Instagram, tag me at the Grace Fields wife, any of those things, or maybe even write a review. All those things are really the best way that you can thank me and it helps the show to get found by other amazing women just like you. I love you and I'll see you on Tuesday for another episode of The Grace Fueled Wife.